previously on Anything Goes. A very funny thing to me a couple days ago about your your love life, and I normally you don't like to talk about this on the air, but you said you wanted to talk about normally this. Normally, you don't. Yeah, normally, normally you say you don't want to keep it separate, but you you brought up a good point. I'm getting I'm getting to the point where I want to just uh, throw it all out there, and I don't really care what happens anymore. Okay. Uh oh, well, I just know I I started um, listen, I, I, I yes. went out for a couple times with this uh, yep. very nice girl, and uh, and she uh, told me that uh, she works at a rape crisis center, right? And uh, which is you know that oh. that's that's uh, fine. You know, people need yeah. to. Work at places and uh, people get raped and they need to be counseled afterwards. But right. uh, it, it is it is weird when someone works at such a serious job. Right. And my job is basically making fun of everything. And also right. my first my when she worked at a rape crisis center, my first thought was, oh my god, I can't do my closing bit now. Right. If she's in the room. Yeah. Um, but because uh, your closing bit is it has, it has rape in it. Well, it, it references rape. It does. It doesn't reference. It has rape in it. You rape someone in it. Well, I reference. I reference. <laughs> no, rape you rape by someone in it, Dave. I uh, I rape. You the rape pie. a dude. You rape a dude. I know I your bit better than you fucking. I do. don't want to be a sexist rapist. So right. that's why I open it up to dudes and girls. Right, but you do rape someone in the bit. Uh, has, has I the... I rape. Uh, what do I do in it? Uh, what do you no, mean? What are you doing? It you no, rape a dude? I, no, I don't. I don't actually. I say that it's, it's. I would rape someone if the apocalypse happened and we were the only people right? left on Earth. Yes. And if this person that I was with didn't want to have sex with me, then I would rape them. Yes. Right. Yeah. And that goes only for be- dudes too. You say yeah, that goes for it dudes does, too. It does go for yeah. dudes too. You can't do that bit with her in the room. I see, I was always still told do the that... bit, but I mean, I, maybe we won't see each other afterwards anymore. So you wouldn't rape somebody in a non-apocalyptic. No, God. See, no, I was no. always told that character is what you do when nobody's watching. So right. We found out a lot about Dave. Yes. There. Well, there'd yes. be one guy or girl watching him. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the rapey would be watching. Yeah. yeah. Unless they're a close your eyes type yeah. of person who gets raped. Bang. Uh, yeah. And now, let's get to a new exciting show. Hey, Sunny, baby. How you doing? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? At least your life isn't as sad as ours. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Can you dig it? Thank you very much for tuning in this week, everyone. This is Anything Goes for the week of May 8th, 2013. My name's Dave Martin. We're coming to you like we do every week from the studios, uh, the XM Studios in Toronto. Can we say Sirius XM yet? Can we do that? Yes, we can. We can. All right. Uh, I'm here. Uh, beside me is uh, Darren Frost. How are you, Darren? There for a week. I'm good. And this is the week that if you uh, are a serious uh, person, then you have probably might be hearing our show for the first time. So welcome aboard to the train that we love to call Anything Goes. The train wreck. The train wreck. Yeah, yeah. the train wreck. Uh, this week, uh, we have two interviews we uh, recorded at Winnipeg a few weeks ago uh, during the comedy festival. One is uh, Charles Demur and Ivan Decker is the other. Both are comics based out of Vancouver. And one of the reasons we went out to Winnipeg was to record comics that don't always come to Toronto, which is the eye of the hurricane of comedy for Toronto or for Canada. So, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, two great interviews. Also, uh, breaking news uh, over the weekend. Um, well, this has just happened yesterday. Actually, actually happened, happened on yesterday Monday. on Monday, not the weekend, where three people, uh, three women were found, uh, were in a house. And uh, we were watching it. I was watching it all day yesterday. A, a comic tweeted me and said, are you watching this? And I'm like, watching what? And I turned on CNN and what a story. 
Yeah, well, you, well, yeah, yeah, you couldn't help it. Actually, I only found out about it this morning. I don't know. I was watching. I went to go see Iron Man 3 last night, and, and that, that was the news to me. So so um, the, the basis is these three women were, were taken, uh, one was up to 10 years ago, and kept in a house only a few blocks away from her house uh, where she grew up or her aunt's house. And she was 13 at the time, and now I guess she's 23. And uh, I guess the guy who helped her held her captive left for the day, and she started screaming from the front door, and someone, her neighbor, uh, heard the screams and came over. Over and uh, helped her get out of the uh, of the house with he her child. He was enjoying some McDonald's food well, on we'll his porch. We'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, so this guy is being billed as a hero. If you've watched any TV in the last twenty four hours, you had issues with him being called the hero. Didn't well, you? my my issue is I think he did the right thing and he went over there and helped someone that was screaming. But I don't know if that's a hero. Probably to me, a hero, a hero is someone that goes and breaks into something and puts himself into physical harm to help someone. I don't think he went. Oh, I'm going to put myself in physical harm here. I just thought he heard someone screaming, and I'll go over and take a look. Well, he didn't know what what he was. Uh, he didn't know what the state of the house was when he walked over. Is there. a hero doing the right thing? Uh, these days, yeah. Depending but that's, on how well, many. See, I had to qualify it these days. No, I think any 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 day. I mean, I don't think the guy was necessarily looking for publicity. And I and pick up shit. litter all the time. This isn't mine. Am I an environmental hero? Uh, I I think if that litter went missing for ten years and someone was uh, <laughs> looking for that uh, fucking tin can, yeah, you might be a hero to the person that was looking right, for maybe it. Maybe I but, am then. But I mean. Like, I, the guy, you know what, the guy was uh, enjoying his McDonald's. Yeah, on, I got to be the, honest, the interview is hilarious with yeah. the guy. Well, the best part is, I don't know, the, I saw one interview that's edited, and then the there's an unedited one where the guy's talking to this reporter, and then all of a sudden, um, uh, these uh, police sirens go off in the background, mm-hmm. and then the eye, and the guy's eyes, uh, the hero guy, his eyes uh, bug out, <laughs> like, uh, oh shit, they got me now. And then he, <laughs> then he immediately went from, like, uh, uh, I'm a, uh, <laughs> he immediately Immediately went from like I'm a potential hero saving these three girls' young lives to I'm a black guy in Cleveland who might have some warrants against him too. Right. And they found me too. Um, yeah, I thought it was. Good. I thought it was. Uh, a, a, a so gave, you think he's a, a hero? Did you say the guy's hero? I think in, yeah, in the sure. in, in, yeah, sure. eyes of those three girls that in cap, right. kept there right. for three years. I mean, what standards are we holding him up against? Like, I mean, are we holding him? The, the Sully, the guy that landed uh, the plane in the fucking river in New York, and, right? And which I have issues with calling that guy hero when that uh, that That's pilot job. that pilot was just doing his job, right? And well, I mean, yeah, the, I mean the birds flew into the engine and it got fucked up in midair, but you know who knows if. Yeah, there's no way of him detecting the birds. I guess it's just because it's not that but... same scenario. The way he presented it with the the plane with hundreds of people that could have died, and he averted it. That many people would consider a hero. Uh, but you know, the person who just kind of heard some noise and opened he up the door. He didn't just kind of, but I mean, yeah, right. he did kind of hear, hear the the chicks screaming and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that. And, and then he went over and just kind of helped her out through the door, and and then that's it, right? Well, I don't think he just like uh, unhooked a latch and she came running out. Right. I mean. There could have been a, the chick could have been screaming at the door, and then the, there could have been a guy with a shotgun upstairs I, that came down the stairs and been like, "Hey, you're not going to take my sex slave number three. I guess. I guess it's more. I wonder what he thinks because a lot of times you see examples like this, and the guy will say, "I don't feel like I'm a hero. I'm not a hero. I just did what's right." And maybe if, if he says that, it's, it'll be all good. Well, they didn't ask him, "Do you feel like a hero?" Right. He didn't give that no, statement didn't. yet. Right. So. Um, Anyways, uh, I, don't know, I just think if you're doing if you're doing what's right. I don't know if that's a hero. I'm not no. saying it, it isn't. I just I, I'm you know I just don't know. These days, you know, there was a time when people would do shit more out of their way. Right. Uh, but nowadays, people. it's sort of like you know, 
it's it's a lot harder to get away with doing shit that's genuinely nice because everyone's worried about getting sued. It's sort of like, right. I mean, how many times have you been on a, a a film set where there's this huge amount of food from that from that craft service makes and they can't just give it away to a homeless guy on the right. street yes. because they're worried about that homeless guy having allergies and choking and then they can get sued. It's just we're all worried about fucking getting sued now. Yeah, that uh, no one's going to go out of their way well, to do something nice. It's uh that uh, that point is interesting because there's a famous not famous but a YouTube clip of these people in, I believe it was in California, that set up this kind of food to give out to the homeless, and the cops came and shut it down right. because uh, they were... They it would have been funny if they shot them all <laughs> yeah. as they were setting yeah. up a buffet. But they, blam, uh, blam. they were political in their views, but they just wanted to give away the food, right. and if they didn't have a certain license to do that, they couldn't do it. Even though they were helping the homeless and all this, there are rules, and like you said, lawsuits and all that. You right. try to be a good person, and you can get fucked for it. Right. Yeah, well, that's just that's the what way we need, it is. You know? This would never be a problem if we had more Iron Mans. That's all we need. We need more, more Iron, Iron Mans, Mans, and then there'd be no uh, there'd be no people held captive. They would just scream Iron Man, and Iron Man would fly in. You know what? The one thing that I did like about Iron Man is they Dave went and saw it yesterday. I went to go it. see it. You and saw I saw it, it as well. Yes. Right. Uh, I went to go and see it with uh, two tall boys of uh, Bud Light with Lime. That's that's who my company was for the movie, and um, I, and I went to go see it at the Rainbow Theater. It's a small cinema chain in uh, I think Toronto. In, uh, tr- oh, out Toronto, yeah, Ontario, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's notoriously cheap prices for movies. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, when the lights go down, you can hear all the fucking food and bottles and cans <laughs> opening up that people snuck in there. Um, but I thought it was an all right movie. I thought that uh, I don't care about spoiler alert. So I thought they revealed the whole Ben Kingsley character, the Mandarin, a little bit too early. Right. And yes. there wasn't this sense, this wasn't this real genuine sense of tension. And I get all the, uh, you know, the social commentary parallels with the. The um, the Guy Pierce character, yeah, you yeah. know, creating this sort of uh, oh, uh, terrorist demon for people to fear, so they can focus in on it. While, yeah, the fear while, of America. While the, while, yeah, well, the underbelly of the uh, corporations taking over and shit like that, all that stuff like that. I mean, I I saw it. I I didn't mind the movie. Um, <laughs> well, that's not. Did you like it? No, but what I was gonna say, I didn't okay. mind it because of all those things you just pointed out. That I think they did try not to just make a basic uh, superhero movie. But I think now I'm just too old for these superhero movies because they all have to end the same way with something gigantic crashing down and lots of bang, boom, bing, boo, and like Iron Man and just fighting, yeah. fighting, fighting. Ta-da! Done. I just, I'm 42. I'd rather go see a documentary. It's just not for me. That doesn't mean it doesn't deserve to be, you know, for people to enjoy it. It's just not for me. I went with a guy who helps me out on my DVDs, so I took him. I paid for it. It was more of a like, hey, I'm taking this guy who wants to see it, sure. not like I want to go see it. I, have, I don't think I've ever seen a movie in a movie theater by myself. Never? Never. Oh, it's the best. Is it? Well, I mean, there's times where it's the best. Right. Uh, and, uh, well, you know, you don't have to worry about finding a seat for two people. I, when I'm in my hotel room watching on my computer, I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, don't, I just don't like watching shit on my computer sometimes just because, uh, you know, my phone will go off. and just Turn your po- phone off. You turn it off possi- when you go inside the movie theater, don't you? Mm, yeah, but that's just because... I just don't like, the, there's just there's the possibility of too many distractions while right. I'm watching shit at home. Right. It's like if I go and see something in a the theater, I can't pause it. I have to commit to See, what I like one thing. is you can pause it, you can go to, you know, you porn, and then do something and come back to the movie. If it's like I, a washroom if, break. If I gotta, if it's I like gotta, a washroom break. If I gotta, it's gotta a movie. Be, yeah, but, you know, it's... <laughs> Yeah, but then Ooh, I this Iron like, Man's getting me all hot and bothered. Click. I'll jerk and then off I'm back. in the. I'll beat off in the theater if it's if that's what's going on. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just I'm just saying I just don't like 
I don't want to have that distraction available right. to me because then if I if I were to beat off halfway through an Iron Man movie, then I just wouldn't be like then I'd be like, oh fuck Iron Man, it's not real. I'll go to go take a nap now. Right. I don't need it anymore. Then you'd be iron depleted, man, wouldn't you? Well, I suppose so. Yeah. I just didn't I just didn't like the reveal of the Ben Kingsley character all being a sham so early in the movie. I thought it right. was the only real sense of tension there. Yeah. And I would have liked to have seen more of a disaster, more acts of terror against him. I think also being the third movie, uh, my expectations were even worse. And so that's why I didn't mind it as much. Like I thought it was going to just be so devalued by the third time or, you know, just low in quality that I was like, okay, this isn't, this isn't bad. Did you you stay to the end? Yes. And I thought it was a waste of time. Oh, what the Bruce Banner therapy thing? Yeah. Yeah. Cause everybody made such a big deal about it. It's like, it was okay, but it's like, oh, you gotta stay, man. You gotta see this. And I'm like, that's it. There's nothing. It wasn't even that funny. It was okay, but. Oh, I don't know. If Bruce Banner sort of looked at his hand and then it sort of turned green, because, you know, in the Avengers movie, he said that he's always angry. So yeah, he yeah, he's so getting he frustrated. Can, so yeah. he can turn the Hulk thing on and off. But right. I just, I didn't, uh, I didn't think it, it was, uh, I, I thought it was okay. Right. I wasn't blown away by it, but I don't get blown away by movies much anymore, so. All right, well, we're going to uh, take a break. When we come back, we'll be airing our first interview with Charles Demur after this break on Anything Goes. I just want to say th- uh, hello to our uh, p- uh, possible new listeners on Sirius. We do have a Facebook page as well, and our show, if you want to get the backlog of shows, it is available on iTunes. If you just type in uh, Anything Goes on XM, there's a whole catalog of uh, previous shows that we've done. That's right. So, uh, yeah, we'll be right back with uh, Charles Demers. Anything Goes. Yeah. Bite the pillow, it's going in dry. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. This is Andy Kindler, and you're listening to Anything Goes on XM Radio. In case you had no idea what you were doing, that's what you're doing. Continue to do it. Get those letter-writing pens ready. We're back. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hey, everybody. Welcome back from the break. This is Anything Goes. We now go to an interview with Charles Demur out of Winnipeg um, that we did a few weeks ago. He is based in Vancouver, and myself and Dave and Kathleen didn't really know him that well uh, because uh, in the last couple of years, I haven't spent much time there. So it was really our first kind of meeting in for you, right, Dave? Yeah, I didn't didn't really know him much at all. Uh, I kind of like to have the... I like to sort of at least chat with people a little bit before him. I met him uh, a day or two before we did this interview. It was at one of the rap parties. Uh, we had a bit of a, a chat about hats, and uh, and that was it. That was a, um, but uh, a very very nice guy. Yeah, he's and a very we, nice we, guy. We, and I spent a little, uh, some more time with him in Halifax, the Halifax Comedy Festival, where he did a great job, and I got to know him a lot better. And uh, so here's our interview with him. And do you want to uh, plug his gig that he has? Well, coming yeah, up? I'm just going to plug it at the end, but we'll do it now. He's got a gig in Toronto at Comedy Bar uh, on June 7th, which is a Friday. And also Pat Thornton and Mark Little, who both have been guests on this show before, are also on the show. So that's three uh, great comics uh, for one low price at the Comedy Bar Friday, June 7th. This is Charles Demur. I, yeah, I, my dad's from uh, just outside of Montreal, and I got the French 
uh, last name, and so I think uh, people uh, correctly intuit that there's a Quebec connection or whatever. But yeah, no, I was um, born in born in Vancouver, and I actually go back like uh, like three or four generations in Vancouver on my mom's side. And uh, so yes, I'm representing. But what's it like being in Vancouver with a French last name? Was yeah. that tough growing up? And do you pronounce it like Demel? <laughs> yes. My name, <laughs> my name is Charlie Demel. And then people go, "Am I pronouncing it right?" And I go, "No, breathier, even <laughs> breathier." Yeah. Uh, it's uh, like a I mean, perfume commercial. You don't really. <laughs> yes. Please. A lot of drama. Yeah. Um, it's. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it was kind of. Much of anything. It was like, uh, like I knew that I was just white, just white, basically just white out there. Yeah, I mean, no, it's yeah, like, uh, hey, that guy's not Chinese. Um, right. And uh, then you're just kind of all in the uh, Vancouver's weird because it has none of the. It's like one of the only places in Canada that has none of the French English. There's, there's no French English issues. I right. think that's why a lot of French people. Uh, like it because it's like living in Canada, but not living in Canada. Right, like right. it's uh, it's sort of it's um, sort of its own thing. It's Come weird- on, I, I don't get that. So they like it because their culture is ignored more no, than anywhere not, else. Not, not ignored. You think they'd be, uh, be fighting for it more? No, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like. Uh, well, it's so far away. When Quebec people, it's like it's on the other side of the country or something. <laughs> Virtually, <laughs> no. um, when people talk about Canada and Quebec, they mean like. Ontario and yeah. uh, you know maybe like man it's like here there's a whole kind of French English uh, thing or whatever but like even the Vancouver's really it's not Canada all that much it's kind of just this sort of Pacific Rim city state plus it's also seen as a more easygoing uh, you know area of Canada it's like do I really care enough to want to have that fight yeah I mean so my dad was one of those guys who like hitchhiked out and just ended up staying right. for like 25 years. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, that's I think that's what a lot of people, they come out for like cheap weed and you can sleep outside if you need to. <laughs> and uh, that's so Vancouver's kind of a magnet for... Uh, it's so nuts. your dad started out a homeless man. Yeah. <laughs> and then met your mother. A French homeless <laughs> man. Fell in love. French a French homeless man. man. He French woo- he French homeless wooed your mother. He French homeless wooed. <laughs> He's like, come to my box. Yeah. Well, actually, let me put my baguette there. <laughs> let me put my yeah. He uh, well, actually, my dad's like my dad's a uh, got sort of an interesting story because my dad basically uh, well, he's gay. And he came out to Vancouver in order to come out. Come how did his gayness? Yeah. right? Yeah. And, he came uh, out. How did Vancouver feel about that? They were. They were Vancouver, thrilled. I'm gay. They were like, and, yes, another one. Hurrah! Yes. I'm here and I'm loving every yeah. minute of it. Je suis gay. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. Were you born before he came out or after? No. So what happened was like uh, he uh, he was gay. And then he had come out. He he sent a letter to his mother and uh, my grandmother in, in uh, Quebec, uh, coming out. And then uh, he that's met- a weird letter to get. Well, I don't think so. It's never a surprise. Like no one's ever like. Really? Right. You're, yeah. you're gay? It's more like, well, I've been saving these kind of ruffles thought. for yeah. you um, <laughs> since you so just attach them to your sleeve. Um, and so he did. And either all be the, gay or go to your Victorian uh, <laughs> wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So he did all the groundwork. And then, um, and then he met my mother. And he like uh, gave her good f- fashion advice. Yeah. Well, no, they fe- they fell in love. And <laughs> That's okay. right. And then he wrote. My grandmother another letter saying, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm in love and I'm going to get married." And she was like, "You don't have to do this." She thought maybe he was trying to do like a, like a sham kind of. 
but they just they were in love and then uh my mom my mom died uh in 91 like a long time ago and he's just been with dudes again since since that point yeah right. and uh and how so old were you when your mom died i was 10 so uh so as a 10 year old boy right you can just drop a laugh track into this <laughs> no, part, no no no, right? no. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, no great, okay. the great okay. thing about this show is it's a very uh -huh. interesting thing that okay. you were Good. up to 10 yeah right you lived in a somewhat nuclear family i'm assuming yeah i mean she was really sick from the time i was like five so she like i i basically it was mostly like a single parent kind of situation oh, okay. like we lived okay. in the house with my grandmother and my aunt right um and my mom was there like she was there in terms of uh, she was there and she loved us and she looked after us, but she was right. also like, it was like the mid eighties and it was a time when, when you got what she had, she had leukemia and, and like, it was, you know, really bad in those days. So, right. um, uh, yeah, the drugs be, weren't there like exactly. they are now. And so yeah. she'd be in the hospital for, you know, six, seven weeks at a time right. or whatever. And when she was home, she was, she was pretty tired and, and stuff like that. So, um, it was never quite, uh, like kind of Ozzy and Harriet style, uh, nuclear family, but it was uh, it was always like a supporting family and a, and a safe space. And, right, but it must be a major, a major difference. though. once she did pass away, now your dad is now a gay man. Yeah, right? well, he that. wasn't out to us. He wasn't out to us um, until I was, I guess, about twenty. Oh, um, oh, so you had no idea? Well, I had. Well, suspicions. once again, you yeah. had your suspicions, yeah. but not confirmed. Yeah, and you kind of uh, the thing is, my he's brother... inviting construction workers over to. <laughs> Can you, uh... Dad? Why are we always renovating? Yeah. yeah. And why are they always renovating in your bedroom? Yeah, and, and, and topless. Yeah. yeah. What's the cop and native yeah. doing here? Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was twenty before I saw a contractor with a shirt. <laughs> um, no, but that was the when my dad did come out when when I was twenty. He uh, he was like, you know, uh, I'm gay, and I'm literally my first the first thing I said to him, I said was, uh, oh, is that why the house is always so clean? Um, and it was, uh, but it was one of those things where my brother is also gay, uh, but he was like, he was like super. Super gay, like right, my right. dad. It was like, like, like Richard Simmons, kind yeah. Of, okay. Well, not, not quite Richard Simmons, <laughs> right. but he was. There was nobody. It was like, oh, what are like you? Like Halloween, Richard Simmons. I'm a princess fairy, right? Uh, right, princess. Yeah, uh, two princesses, really. Uh, but he, so he was very gay, and my dad wanted to wait for him to come out. Oh, and I then see. let us. And do you think know. to not influence that or yeah, have his own? I never actually really sat down and asked him what right. the thinking was behind that. But like they came out within like six months of each other, and so then then they could just party together. Life, they could go out together in the same exactly. areas of the town. My dad started smoking again, and uh, <laughs> and it was just changed around yeah. the mayor house. Yeah, and then anyone from that point on who ever told me they had something to tell me, I was like, "Is it you're gay? <laughs> it's probably that you're gay, right?" <laughs> Have you had other people come out to you? I've had people come out to me, and I always feel, especially if you're one of the very first people that they tell, it feels like really, it feels nice that that person trusts you that much to be like, listen, sure. I'm gay. And I have some friends that have told me, and they have not officially come out everywhere else, but I, like, I still feel like special that someone would tell me even have that totally. much trust in me. Has it have other people other than your dad? Well, so many of the women that I like I try to have sex with have then tell me, you know, uh. <laughs> don't <laughs> tell anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> or, the, or the guy I slept with last week, but yeah. turns out. Or any future boyfriends yes, that I'll yeah. have. Yeah. But big dyke. Huge, Huge dyke. dyke. Um, yeah, I don't know how many people I've had. Uh, it's funny, right? Like, it doesn't really happen so much anymore that people come out. 
Like they not just the kind same of, way, right? Like, yeah. cause my brother, he came out to us, but he didn't really ever come out to my aunts and uncles or anything like that. He just kind of started showing up with so pass it on. the dude. Yeah, yeah. why not? They, on. they should have like coming out parties, pass like on. people have weddings, like they should or have, bar like, mitzvahs. They should, they should, yeah. and celebrate it and be yeah. excited and happy and like I think that that should happen more often. I, I, should, I should start like a coming out planning business. You should planning party. Business. That's gonna be on TLC. <laughs> yeah, you will leave all of us in the dust, money wise. Yeah. I I predict. Big things for your. I, uh, I'm not even joking. That is, that is, party, I bet that yeah. is an idea that could be a television show. Yeah. You, okay, that's trademark. Don't anybody fucking steal that. <laughs> See, when people come out to me and it's only happened a couple times because of my onstage character and my persona, they automatically think I'm anti-gay or, or, oh, or right, you know what right. I mean. Yeah. So they're always like kind of tiptoeing through this kind of minefield, and I'm like. You know, my attitude is I really, you know, it's harsh, but I don't care what you fuck. I, I just yeah. don't. It's your business, not yeah. mine. You know, it's okay. But yeah. I always feel awkward because it's kind of like, I should I go, yay, you're telling me, or hey, you know, okay. Yeah, I mean, well, like a friend recently. Uh, no one's ever come out to me. I wonder well, why. Well, I wonder, <laughs> Dave. No, I think I would. I, I, I don't think I would really care. I would just be like, right. well, all right, that's fine. That's cool. But that to me is like the 2013 right, answer. Uh, answer. It's yeah. like, oh. Cool. Yeah. Well, what do I give a shit? Who yeah. you're fucking? Like, it's like, oh, you like to paint your walls green in your kitchen. Well, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I think that's more no offensive. No self-respecting homo <laughs> would ever paint a exactly. kitchen green, uh, sweetie. Exactly. Um, but it's, uh, I think for older, like for people who are a little bit older and they come out, I think what you're congratulating them on or what you're happy about is that they, the new level of comfort or the and new honesty, level of And honesty, that like, they're yeah. willing to dedicate to their own lives. Totally. To me, I've always found when someone's been in the closet for 20 years, there's a sense of sadness for me. Absolutely. But it's like you've had to live your life a way you don't – life is short. Yeah. And for that much time, you've lived a way you don't want to live. It's like you better fucking – you better – the next 20 years better be a party, man, to make up for that 20 years you yeah. had to live a certain way. I feel like that's how I would – the way I feel about taking off my shirt at the beach – like one day I'll get there, yes. and that'll be my. And, and from and, that and, moment on, and then I'll just feel free. Like, <laughs> yep, there's stretch marks. Love them, <laughs> love them the way I do. Yeah, uh, and I feel like you know coming out. That's got to be like you know stretch marks times two or three yeah. at least. Yeah, some so. for maybe all. Oh, is it the four? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Is there is there a bisexual thing? Because I just heard. I don't know. Someone said that like there's no such thing as a bisexual. It's just like a gay guy that occasionally gets pussy. This is, well, like, my brother did use bisexual in, like, the kind of Elton John way as a way of kind of slightly opening the closet door. Right, yeah, 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 that's interesting. And so I think, actually, there's a lot of prejudice against bisexuals in the gay community because of that. They They think think that anyone who claims to be bisexual is just bullshitting. But, uh, I don't know, it makes sense to me that they're... I made out with girls, and I like girls in that way, but I don't want to marry a girl. I don't want to have a relationship with a girl. But you don't want to have a relationship with anything. No, I don't want to have a relationship with anything. By that definition, there are not a lot of heterosexual men out there. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't want to commit. Yeah. uh, Yeah. You want your cake and eat it too? What's wrong with you? I want my pussy and I want to eat it too. Yeah. What is wrong with you? I've never eaten anything like that before. Oh, okay. Anything like well, you're not that? A, you're not a gay, so you're just a, a, a toy I'm for a free other lesbians, spirit, right? That's what you're. You're to a call second yourself. base bisexual. Maybe, yeah, that's what it is. I don't know. I think I just do it 
for guys more than I don't know. I don't and know. Is, oh, really? is, is third base uh, uh, scissoring uh, bisexual? <laughs> that's third base. Bumping donuts. Is that a real thing. I've never. Yes, thought I don't think. I, thing. Like, I, I think that's, that's just. Real thing. I know. I think that's just a thing for like straight a, guys to yeah, watch. I think that's a straight. I don't guy think, think they get There's anything. Guys really gotten this. Like Deanne Smith. Didn't she say that it's it's a true thing? She was on the show. No, I think she was when Deanne was on. I think she said it's not a real thing. Oh, did she? I don't think lesbians actually scissor. It's just no. It's a male thing that they hope that women do. How does scissor? They hope they grind again? their pussies up against oh, each other. It's the stupidest well, thing I've ever heard. It makes very well, little sense. Well, it's because yeah. it's something that a guy can't do. It's only something that two women can do together. Scissoring? So he, he, it's it's not... Uh, lots it's, lots it's, of things no. I can't do with uh, two women can do. Go Hold see on. fried green tomatoes together. There's lots of things they can <laughs> fried green go, go do together. No, I'm not I'm saying go sexually. <laughs> I go do the, I, I'm saying sexually. It's something that only oh, two women can do together. So a guy's not threatened by two... can rub their balls together. Yeah, they can. Sure. No, but that's why, that's why a, a wo- that's why probably a woman scissoring. wouldn't like be threatened by two guys. Well, why would you guys rub their balls together? Why would two girls do that? because yeah. it's you're uh, pleasant to look at from a straight for guy. A man. Yes, no. for a man. So, so we're we've all established. Much agreed that, do you know yeah. what? Yeah. Scissoring is like titty fucking. There is no fucking point to titty fucking at all. Now you're wrong. No, there's not. There's lots of disagree with that. Maybe not for you. Exactly for you. So yes. a guy can is just masturbation using another person's yeah. equipment yeah. fully. Uh, although or under the armpit. The right. armpit. Yeah. You ever done that one? No. no. You ever done that? You ever done that? No, but I let a guy... That would be a vagina. Like, if she, if yeah. she didn't shave her armpits, then she'd be, it would be like hair like inside the pussy. Yeah, I gave a guy a foot job a couple guys before. Really? Yeah, you put your feet... I know what a that's, foot job is. Yeah, but no, that's like for a guy that has like a crazy foot yeah, fetish yeah. or something. Yeah, a lot like of that. guys have foot yeah. fetishes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not denying that. I'm just... Wow. That would do nothing for me. Absolutely, it's been an educational yeah. experience for me. I mean, the uh, the foot the foot jerk off, I don't understand. I do remember, like, I, I think somebody said to me once uh, that, like, the big thing that I think dudes just really like about uh, tip fucking is just they like to go... Look where it is. Yeah, of that's course. Really that's what it is. Yes. Yeah. And also, then yes. we, when we look at boobs from there on in, that we can imagine are, yeah. are yes. a dick between them. I understand them. the boob thing because to me, beards are like boobs. Like, whenever I see a great beard, <laughs> yeah. I just want to go up and like put my face just touch in it, it and rub yeah. it. So now I know yeah. it's like when you guys see a great set of boobs, you just want to go touch it. Or, or, or just or a gay man yeah. wants to just rub his cock right up in there if he likes beards. Just yeah, like, exactly. I put my cock up in there. I the like beard. when go- guys with beards go down on me. It's ticklish. Yeah. <laughs> Beard on beard, it's like scissoring. <laughs> What's well, beard on bald? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not completely bald right now. So it's too, I don't have enough money. It's expensive. <laughs> Takes yeah, money. Don't do it. It's so creepy. No, I don't like. Yeah, with the economy Although, these days. Can I say though, to like, be bald is... I, I have stuff like I, I have like bikini wax sort of stuff. But the the Brazilian is more for a girl, I think, than a guy. Because honest to God, it feels freaking amazing. I can. And the second you get a Brazilian, want to go home and masturbate because it feels so good. And what? And your toys don't Brazilian get stuck exactly. in your. Exactly. That's no hair at all. Or they just... wax everything. They wax your and asshole. Your they wax everything. Thing. Wow! It's a little Asian but lady. But for a woman, it's okay. You. But for a man, I think we talked about this before. You're not supposed to wax your asshole. Why? I think you can. No, there's all these things on the internet. I looked oh, into the it. The internet. 
Just keep on guys complaining that a lot waxing of sweat asshole. gets gets Google. collected by your ass hair, and when you get the male gets it removed, well, they say you literally about, just have like this wet spots oh, in your gross. fucking pants. They say that about like pubic hair, though. They say you, sh- I mean, pubic hair is there for a reason. Yeah. It does collect everything odor. we have is there for it a reason. Collects yeah. odor yeah. and all this stuff. So if you don't have pubic hair. <laughs> if you don't have pubic Thumbs. hair, you're gonna have a smelly vagina. But but then I but also, it's supposed to back in the day. Okay, just let me keep going. But I also read something that. Um, um, I think it's something that f- it was a French technique, like a long time ago, that French whores used to dip their fingers into their honey pot and then stick it behind their ears, right? And put their pussy juices on them so that guys would smell it. Of course, and then the pheromones. But right. like, wow. wouldn't the guy just come up to me and be like, "Why do you smell like pussy?" <laughs> like, <laughs> well, we are pretty like uh, gross. Well, I mean, because the thing is, right? Like, and I, I imagine this is maybe what you were going to say about like, so yes. Pubic hair will keep you from getting smelly, but also we're no longer hunter gatherers. Right? Too, yeah, right? we're like, not right, walking right. around on our in the yeah, morning. Yeah. We like uh, so we're just so distanced from, from that, that kind of. Um, I always just think like that's when you know you're really horny when like a kind of whiff of a whiff of asshole or crotch is hot. like what is you're like I'm ready to go. Like any of anything else is that'd like, be that'd be the worst <laughs> name for a perfume scent. <laughs> whiff of asshole. <laughs> Hey. Smell my crotch. Yeah. Well, you know, like most times, you just would like a nice kind of scent of vanilla down there or something like yeah. that. It's like, yeah. but then there are Cake. those times when you're kind of you're like kind of gross, horny, sure. and and it's like uh, that's like when you were just caveman. You is 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 reasserting themselves. Well, every woman has yeah. her own. Well, every person has her own smell and scent and yep. stuff yeah. like that. And, yeah. So and it's uh, like, or even know. when you get off an airplane, I smell a certain way. Like my clothing oh, smells a certain way. There's I all that never dead feel recycled air. Than when I just get off a plane. Absolutely. There's nothing. Especially more when I paint my fingers, shove them in my asshole, and I rub them behind my ears <laughs> and my neck to get that pheromone. Come on, honey. Come on, ladies. I'm, I'm on an airplane. Look at my smell. That smells like Darren Frost honey pot, <laughs> which is the second worst uh, perfume. Yes, name I yes. I will vouch for that, pot. and my wife will vouch for that. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> All right, that was our interview with Charles DeMarrow. Stay tuned for after the break on Anything Goes. We'll be talking to Ivan Decker. Even when you're a star, a punch in the head is still a punch in the head. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hey there, this is Arthur Simeon. You are listening to Anything Goes. With Darren Frost and Dave Martin on Sirius XM Radio. Putting the word rap in rape. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hey, everybody. This is Anything Goes for the week of May 8th. We now go to an interview with Ivan Decker, uh, based out of Vancouver. We recorded a few weeks ago in Winnipeg. Uh, I also didn't know Ivan, just like Charles, that, that well. Um, but he's a very sharp dresser. He's, he's young, and uh, he's young. He's good-looking. He's well-dressed, so I immediately hated him yes. uh, a little bit. Uh, but, you know, I, I got to know him pretty quickly, and the, I realized that, that uh, the fact that he's young and he's good-looking and funny is not his fault. No. Uh, and I shouldn't hate him just for that. But uh, I warmed up to him pretty quickly once we started talking about uh, uh, 
uh, video games and uh, all the, I think, uh, TV shows and movies and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, he's a, a fun guy to uh, riff with. I've, I've heard his name being thrown around the uh, West Coast a lot, and uh, I think Kathleen thought he was uh, awfully cute. And uh, it's always, uh, it was always a good, you can hear the delight in, the, in Kathleen's voice. And, well, uh, when, when Kathleen's around a cute boy, yeah, yeah exactly. All he needed was a beard. That's it. So yeah. uh, he's uh, he also has a gig at the Comedy Bar on May 9th and as well at the Rivoli on Monday, May 13th. So if you're in the Toronto area, you can get Ivan Decker at the Rivoli on the Monday the 13th or Comedy Bar on May 9th. This I'm going to be at the Rivoli soon. I, the, the tw- I think the 20th. Well, or why don't you figure that out? We'll say it at the end. Well, okay. Well, okay. Right. This is Ivan Decker. Here we Decker. go. Hello, thank you for You're having me. You're very sharply dressed. You are. Like, seriously, like, are, do you have a stylist, or is this just all you? Uh, you and Pinterest. Very recently, it's been me and Pinterest trying <laughs> to dress like a grown-up. It's fancy. How old are you? Uh, 27. Oh, my gosh. He's all grown up. I know. I always used to wear, like, uh, those, like, zip-top things. You know, yeah. like those Adidas jackets? Hoodies? No, like, you know the shiny ones that, like, yeah. really track okay. Oh, tracksuits, kind of yeah. like the upper tracksuit parts. But it's yeah. not, like, the plasticky. It's, like, the shiny cloth. Yeah. And for some reason, I thought that was, like, dressed up. Uh, yeah. Like, match it with the pants. I look like an Asian woman. That's awesome. <laughs> well, you're from Vancouver, That's so good. you blend in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easier to get on the subway. You get a seat every time, I think. <laughs> How long have you been doing comedy for? Because I think it might be close to me. Yeah, I've been doing it for about eight years. I yeah. started when I was 19. So, yeah, uh, I didn't start when I was 19, but I've been doing it for about eight years. Because I, I had a feeling we were about the same. Yeah, I remember seeing you on tour in Calgary like a long time ago. Yeah. I was staying with Casey Corbin. Oh. Uh, I had to crash with him in the Blackfoot. And it was oh, great, yeah. Because he... Uh, he doesn't talk in his sleep. He yells. <laughs> he would nice. yell. I remember one night, like waking up terrified, in case he was just like he's laying there, and he's just going, "Turn it off!" And I'm like, "I don't. What's? <laughs> what is I on? on? I don't know what's on. Please stop yelling. <laughs> At least it's not, nothing personal. Look, mom, I'm gay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't get any secrets. That's hilarious. I was just terrified. That's hilarious. And you, uh, did you grow up in Vancouver? Uh, I grew up just outside of Vancouver in oh, so a small BC. town right, okay. uh, called Ladner, but yeah, pretty much. And most Vancouver. of your comedy career has been based out of Vancouver, right? Yes. Yeah, the entire time I've been based out of Have Vancouver. Have you traveled at all west, uh, or sorry, east of Calgary, like Alberta? Or uh, This is my first time in Winnipeg. This okay. is the furthest east. I went to Toronto to record a comedy now, and I went to Just for Laughs in Montreal in 2007. Oh, okay. And, uh, and then the comedy I was in 2008, but since then I have not been back, and I want to. And I've never been to the Maritimes either, and that's all oh, wow, yeah, on you gotta my go there. to-do yeah. list. Yeah, I've heard it's amazing. It's so f- and it's fun. Touring out there is so much fun. I toured with Paul Meyerhog. We both nearly yeah, died. Yes, a couple times. Paul was the only one last time we did the debaters in Kelowna, and we I bought like all this beer, and nobody oh Paul would help drink me it. drink it except Paul was there, and I was like, yeah. "All right, buddy, we're doing this." Right, <laughs> I love it. Between the two of us, we drank eighteen beers because everybody else came to the party, but they're all like, well, "I'm just gonna go," and like no one. There were so many people, but no one drank. That's weird. <laughs> and then we had to just like polish it off and then get on the plane the next morning. We were both. Oh, I thought you were going to say polish it off, then do our debaters, then yeah. get on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> no, fortunately, What's it was... the drunkest you've ever been doing debaters? Honestly, <laughs> it was post-show. Uh, you, now, would you, is it fair to say that you consider yourself a clean comic versus if there's some kind of label? I mean, I'm not a big fan of labels, but you are, because I've read a lot of stuff about you in the recent time, and uh, a lot of articles always stress that you're you're kind of more clean than, than dirty, right? Yeah, sort of cleanish. ish um, I tend to... I, I sound like a ranty old man. If I could compare my act. I was trying to think about it. I was like, I get mad about how hot it is on the bus. Like, my my friends are all <laughs> making fun of me about stuff like that. Right. But uh, I definitely would say that it's, like, 
sort of observational and yeah. Well, right. I mean, but is that a conscious thing to do, or is that just like do you swear a lot in your offstage life? I don't, and I've always like. The comedy that I've written and performed has always been what I think is. Yeah, right, like, right. But that, I, but that's I, just the difference between like some guy who like swears like a fucking filthy sailor off stage, and then when they go on stage, they're like Mister yeah. Squeak Clean. So I mean, you are yourself, right? Yeah, I'm telling yeah. myself, and I have been known to swear on stage. Right. No, I know that, but the reason I was bringing this up is because uh, I've made multiple trips to Vancouver over the years, not so much in the last five years, but I remember seeing you probably about five or six years ago, and and also seeing guys like Phil Hanley, and you know, talking to you. Off stage, knowing that you weren't like like Dave said, it's not like you guys are sailors off stage <laughs> and then on stage you're, you're putting on a facade. Like Phil slips into a cardigan and all of a sudden, I'm yeah, but pristine. you're wearing cardigans yeah. and you're talking about chess and drinking, right? You know, it's off like, stage Phil's wearing like a zip up leather jacket with spikes yeah. on the shoulder, uh, 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 you know, stabbing people looks, with a comb, and he's <laughs> wearing like ladies' leggings with lace panties. But but there, there yeah. is what was that? He was what? like half of that. Your description was it looked like he was one of the uh, road warriors for the from the W. WCW or WWE, no, and I then you had him a horse. Oh, wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Okay. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, I pictured yeah, Frankfurter from Rocky Frank Horror Picture Show, but like ready to get I into the that, ring. Yeah. If I was a producer of Broadway shows, I would remount. Uh, I love saying remount. That was fun. But I would say I would remount Rocky Horror Picture Show with Phil Hanley as Frankfurter. That would be amazing. <laughs> we should pitch it to him. And we then should. you could be Columbia or Columbia. Yeah. <laughs> Little tap dancing thing. Sure. Oh my God! I just gotta win this lottery. Guys, let's do it. Let's figure it out. Do you think being based out of Vancouver and, I mean, Vancouver is a very supportive scene for comedy, but that kind of helped you be able to be just yourself, or is it in a, in a Toronto or a bigger market where there's a lot more industry, you might not have had that same kind of liberty? Or do you think it's not really a difference? Yeah, I wouldn't know, because I, I haven't really spent a lot of time in Toronto, but if it is, if it is like that, I'm sort of happy. Vancouver, I, you know, people have compared it to like a comedy training camp in the mountains, where you can yeah, just do yeah. what you want, no one ever bothers you with opportunities. And I think opportunities. <laughs> has gotten a lot better over the years. Like it's, I think it's grown in Vancouver, because there was that, when Yuck Yucks went away, it was kind of like a little... Yeah, you guys had not a lot of work out there. Yeah, but now there's lots of guys that have interior stuff and like yeah, stuff. yeah. Well, paid, I, they have like when I was there for a weekend to do to just host, I I was being paid every single night at open mics, which in Toronto that's unheard of. Well, I, I've always suggest. Well, I've always thought that I I wish that I started in like a Calgary, Ottawa, or just like and 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 moved to Toronto when I thought I was ready, because it's not. Because you can sort of feel like a working comic just doing open mics every night of the week mm -hmm. and you're not getting paid. But I always found people that are from other cities uh, outside of Toronto, uh, when pay, you're getting paid work faster. And then so you almost have this sort of like, wow, I got to get good because people are paying me. Yeah. And, and rather than like the, uh, oh, I'm just doing seven minutes for free. Yeah, and for you, free, feel, you feel yeah. like a comic. Yeah. But at the same time, you're sort of like, but... Like the difference when someone's paying you and hiring you, you just can't fuck around, and you maybe you got to be professional. You yeah, gotta bring you your have to be game. professional, yeah. and you have you can't to can't have a night off. Yeah, you, you just can't say, "Hey, fuck these people." It's yeah. like, no, these people are paying you. You just can't fuck them. You have yeah. to have people. Well, yeah, fuck I them was fortunate. I did uh, touring pretty quickly because that's, uh, that's a Western thing, though. Because like, there's there's a lot of road work out yeah. there, and if you have half an hour and a car, you're yeah. gonna get work. Yeah. Well, just like in Toronto, there's not that urge that there's that that. Not that immediacy to get out yeah. on the road. 
Yeah, I was fortunate. I went to Kelowna with Richard Lett very early on. I'm so sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> for a long time, I was the only guy in town that would open I, for him. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I there. I heard yes. about you because yeah, they're like yeah. Well, he's getting a lot of work because he will work work with Richard. No one else. Will. I didn't even know that that was a problem because they would just offer me the work, and I was like, yeah, sure. That's a, and, and that Kelowna gig was a dream gig. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. It's disgusting that it's gone. I know, and there's nothing in there's there's like a few uh, bar shows there, little now, bar shows, yeah. yeah, but not yeah. enough to support yeah. the same. Uh, Oh, yeah, it was level. so good. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a magical gig. Yeah, Kelowna is the only place I did a show there, and five guys fought outside the venue uh, for the over right, your DVD. No, oh. over the right to punch me first. Oh shit! <laughs> I'll That's never cool. forget that. Uh, all these members are running back in, going, "I think you better call the police." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" There's five guys outside punching each other in a circle for the right to punch you first. I'm like, yeah, "All right, whatever." Nice. That's hilarious. Was but, it after UFC? That's what they used to do. They it was, was a UFC night. They would show UFC fights, yes. oh, and they had the a worst. screen, and they're just like, Vroom! "All right, time for comedy." And you're like, "Holy, <laughs> really?" Yeah. I gotta, I did. This guy just died, I think. Yeah. On stage, like in a ring. They and had then... a gig at Fort McMurray for a while that did that, but uh, they they said they wouldn't start the show until the UFC fight was done. It didn't. Get into till midnight. And I'm yeah, like, of course. So we're and not you doing go the on. show, are we? He's like, no, we're doing the show. Yeah. So we're like starting. These people got nowhere to go. Drunk UFC yeah. fans. Yeah. Oh yeah. Their that's trucks have been idling outside for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> do you, so, so just, do you think that the Vancouver scene has involved because it? it uh, Alberta did go through quite a lull when there was that huge war. Yeah. Well, there's out. not like it's still the same old rooms. We still do Cranbrook. And it's still... But, yeah. but I'm talking about in the city. Like, the city of Vancouver. Oh, yeah. Because the rooms... When I came out there when I was first starting, they were there weren't as many. Yeah. But now you go out there, and seriously, you can get paid every night a week if you're a headliner and you know who to call yeah. and you book in advance. Like, yeah, there's awesome. lots of good shows. It's, it's really cool. I'm really happy with the state of the scene in Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, it's very fun. There's a lot of places for me to get up and work material, which yeah. I really enjoy. Like, there's lots of comics that are in Edmonton. They're like, where, if you would move to Toronto or Vancouver, what would you do? And I, I say, I would move to Vancouver because Toronto is, like, there's not any work out there right now. It's very yeah. low. Well, also, just the idea of Vancouver, if you can uh, access Seattle or L.A., yeah. Uh, yeah. it's a no-brainer. Totally. But uh, the only problem I find with Vancouver is that comics move there, and then they get very, like, kind of used to the kind of way of life, yeah. and they don't take advantage of Seattle or Vancouver, so they kind of get stuck just like the comics in Toronto yeah. do within the same scene, the same friends, yeah. and, you know, that's not the best place to be. Totally. You get isolated, and, uh, you know, crossing the border is all always a hassle too, yes because there's papers and everything involved sure. and you know it's even though we're only like six hours from portland four yep. hours from seattle yeah uh you can't just go there and work cause right people are gonna be like oh you never you're never coming back to the country ever now what uh, for a hundred dollar gig in yakima you ruined yeah. your career <laughs> you're you're here for a gala right uh no i'm just here for the debaters oh you're here for the debaters and what's your topic for the debaters uh it is cgi in movies okay uh talking about how films were better before cgi and I am anti that statement. Well, cause, you, yeah, yeah. How do, how do you how do you genuinely feel about that though? Um, it's hard for me because like my favorite movies are like Ghostbusters and right. you know movies that didn't necessarily use a lot of CGI. But also the line is is pretty thin because computers are used for so many things in movies now that people don't even realize it. Well, yeah, I mean, right. Life Life of Pi, you know, like that whole movie was basically on a green screen yeah. outside of the sh- uh, scene yeah. shot in Montreal, but. Um, it's because we, we had uh, Diane Francis was a part of one of the tapings that we did, and uh, she does a thing for uh, Game of Thrones. And it's like if you saw the original Clash of the Titans and then you saw the remake of it, 
you're like, well, I want the remake because the, the stop motion animation in the original Clash of the Titans was just, it looked ridiculous. It yeah. looked ridiculous then. But yeah. no, but that was on, okay, but that was on purpose because that was an, an homage to those serial movies that did, they actually hired the original guy, Ray, I can't remember his last no, name. No, but the technology still wasn't up to where it is. No, but like, the technology at that time was better than what they used on in purpose. In the 50s, yeah. No, no, I'm talking about the Clash of the Titans in, in the 80s, the one yeah. you're talking about comparing it to the remake. The technology was already better, but they were paying homage to the uh, 50s, and the guy who used that used the technology did it for that one. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, so it's like Kill uh, Bill with the phony blood, you know, yeah. even yeah. though they could do it better. Yes. They decided to use the little spray hoses because well, that's yes. fun. That was one of... Uh, Tarantino's uh, defenses about Django Unchained because it is so violent, but I mean they almost have this like a uh, blood going almost over the top to show right. this. And then, but then again, that was one of the arguments against Django Unchained too, is because you're using almost cartoon violence uh, back in this day when it was just so brutally Brutal graphic. Violence, yeah. Well, they did it with Hitler too. I mean, he's not going to yeah. stop now. <laughs> yeah, right. he's not going to stop till every race gets get, can fight their enemy, right? Like yeah. every every like they're going to have a. Um, I'm not going to get into this because you'll just call me racist. What's but. the next one going to be? <laughs> come on. Come well, on come I was going? trying to. I was trying to Choose say something about us be like dancing with wolves, but the Indians get to kill all the white people or something yeah. like right. that. Or the, Indi- or the real Indians from India get to kill get all the Get to kill all the Indians. Yeah. Be like, that's our name. You're Native American. Stop That'd taking our name. <laughs> yeah, you got named after a guy who was You're lost. making this so confusing. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. They well, finally, people from India just get so upset. They just abandon their peaceful hair. Just like, that's it. We're tired of the name screw up. No one's coming to our restaurants. You're all getting stabbed with a curved sword. I yeah. love it. Or it turns out that guy from the, uh, the video game Street Fighter was real. And then he could actually spit fire and fireballs. And he had those crazy arms that could... Punch you from across the street. <laughs> he punches people from India. That's yeah. how stretchy his arms are. Dallas Liam was <laughs> a real guy. Yoga fire. Yeah. Right to you. Who yeah. said Jadokin? Which, uh, Hadouken was, was both Ken and Ryu. Oh, okay. They were half brothers. One of them was American. I, the reason why I know is because Wobby Santos does a lot of <laughs> Street Fighter jokes and he always goes, Hadouken. I used to watch professional Street Fighter. For really? A while. I was into. There's like a whole scene of people like from what, Korea. What was your first video game console system? My brother's was Sega Genesis, not Genesis, just Sega. Mine was Super Nintendo, and that was kind of a thing that I realized recently. Like I never knew I was not wealthy as a child until I thought back. I was like, we never had an original Nintendo. I was like, I guess that means we were poor. But you I got guess the that means my parents... We did Super get the Super Nintendo, though. Yeah. But they must yeah. have won the Super Nintendo in a draw or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they won it at bingo. My, my Shell points. My mom won it. Yeah, it was save on, save on points. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, even poor kids can get stuff at, eventually. Yeah. If you yeah. drive enough, Daddy, we can get a Nintendo. Yeah. yeah well, I, that, I remember actually Street Fighter being one of the first games where uh, people would be like, Oh, come on, gather around and watch. Yeah. You know, it's like, but it, it, it was, no, it the was first so one new. was Dragon's Lair for that. Okay. Uh, the people first one around. was Dragon's Lair. That was the big one where people actually watched it more than played it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think Duck Hunter probably was the one. First Duck, one, Duck Hunt. Hunt. Yeah. Not Duck Hunter. If you're going to, if you're going to nerd it up, nerd it up right. <laughs> I'm not a nerd. I can't. Nobody watches Duck Hunt. I know. I watched my brother Kathleen play Duck Nikki Hunt does. all the time. Yeah, because you wanted to play and he wouldn't let you. And it wasn't right. voluntarily watching. And I also wanted to police him because sometimes he would want a high score so he'd go right up to the screen and I'm like you can't do that that's illegal yeah no, you should have been like Greenpeace and just <laughs> running in and pulling out the cords from yeah. the uh, game as he played Duck Hunter did you 
uh, watch a lot of Street Fighter E or <laughs> <laughs> Street <laughs> Fighter Rium? <laughs> and I, and I I, no, but I did watch a lot of Super Mario Cousins. Uh, Super Mario nice. Cousins. I always wanted to be Bison. That was the guy that I always wanted yeah. to be in Street Fighter. Yeah, Bison? yeah, he was great. Yeah, he was the guy that he could spin like a missile and shoot at the guy. Yeah. And did then... you guys, when you were Street Fighting, did you guys ever like to pick a female opponent just to punch a bitch out? No, no, you can't pick your. Oh, no. you fight everybody. Oh, so but when you were fighting the girls, was a little and, bit more. And you know what was, behind it? Yeah, totally. <laughs> but you know what was always I great that was is a way better reaction. Well, when, when you would like see like this huge <laughs> I don't big. Know why I'm standing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I don't know. Are you doing something <laughs> soon? Kathleen's standing. I don't up know. I thought she was like, gonna like do class. a Chun Li kick yeah. thing. Now. Look how many legs I have. <laughs> everybody is like sitting down. Yeah, everybody ready. It's like I'm doing. It's like I'm doing an open mic on a Monday somewhere. The audience is mic'd. Yeah, the audience has microphones and can talk to me throughout the whole thing. Yeah. That's a new night. That's a yeah. new special night that we can produce. Yeah, yeah. Everyone Almost, gets a microphone because yeah. there's no such thing as just an open mic anymore. It's like at this open mic, we light our jokes on fire and then juggle them as we tell them. <laughs> We'll yeah. go to your hotel you room from that? room to room, yeah, and we'll start it. telling you bits. Nice. But actually, I, I always remember in, in uh, video arcades that people would be like, uh, you'd have this huge motherfucker of a guy, just like this gigantic monster of a person, and he would be playing with Chung Lee. That would be yeah. his character in the game. And then uh, you hear other guys. Just, I think there's yeah, a porn the called that. Chung Lee. She was the cheapest. <laughs> she was so easy to kill people with. Because, yeah, she had some super moves on her. Because of her leg thing. Right. She had the fast kicks. <laughs> And yeah. it would it would make him get all starry around the head. I was always wish him. I was better with Zangief, the the big Russian wrestler. Yeah, yeah. it was I, so hard. He was the only guy who had to do full circles with the controller to play. I'm like, you can't do that because when you press up, you jump. Who's yeah. who's able to go fast enough that, that, that they don't jump? Well, then he would do that spinning pile driver where he would go up out of the yeah. frame and then he would come back down. You were like, yeah. oh man, I wish I could be him. If someday. you could, that was the worst part because trying to play him, like anybody who's experienced, it looks great. But when I tried, it was just like this huge Russian guy just standing there, like just jumping a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then getting punched in the face by a tiny Japanese man. <laughs> jab, jab, <laughs> jab. I thought you said something else. So die. What do you think I said? Uh, well, I that's, gonna, said uh, that's off, off I air. I thought you said an, a racial way yeah. of calling Japanese. I thought you said jap, jap, jap. Oh, jap, jap. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, I was thought, that like, in the thing? Wow. It is, yeah. There was a lot of veiled racism. That's, yeah. that's the okay, word that wait, pops up when you get fun, hit by a kung fu guy. Jap. What, okay, what would be your dream video game? Like, and it's not enough to be created. Just be like, do you like role playing? Do you like fighting? Like, what? Like, what is your dream video? Because you play video games, right? I do a bit. I only now. Uh, I don't like playing games like that are for the story because I suck. And I'm yeah. like, I'll just read a book because a book doesn't be like, oh, you, you messed up. Go back a bunch of pages. I'm like, yeah. Unless it's a choose-your-own-adventure. Just want to see the story. Read this chapter again. Yeah. Insert coin. <laughs> it's like, hey, you wanna, do you want to watch this movie? Turn wanna, a page. Do you want to work to watch it? Yeah. You got to get the character through all the and like yeah, sometimes it's fun to take a guy through. But I like I enjoy just competitive games. Okay, so play, oh, like, here's a question then. Uh Tetris or Dr. Mario? Dr. Mario for sure. Yeah, I'm Dr. Mario fair. too. Cuz everybody gets the Dr. same Dr. drops. Mario, Dr. I love Mario. Dr. Mario. I love Tetris, but Dr. Mario just took Tetris to another level. Uh, yeah. Dr. Mm -hmm. Mario, everybody gets the same that's the thing that's yeah. cool about it. We all get the, like you get the same pieces, yeah. so it's cool to see like it's two screens, but it's oh, the exact right. same falling. Yeah. So it's the different. So plans. it's more fair. Yeah. Oh, but I'm talking about like I was. This is on my brother's Game, game Boy, Boy with yeah. the green screen. I just like playing alone. Yeah. yeah. I never played Doctor Mario. Nobody with wanted anybody. to play with me. Yeah. yeah. Not even, uh, not even my uncle. This turned into a, a little <laughs> special. That's one to grow we on. We couldn't even afford a second controller. Yeah. No, we I just had to sit and watch. My brother controller. 
Yeah. Oh. We were poor. My brother, we used Ooh. to love the mini pops, my brother and I. And we, we, had, a, we had a Fisher Price record. What are mini pops? Mini pops are like these kids that they sexualized in the 80s and they, and they sang like, like a virgin. And they were from the UK. Look up mini pops. Hey, Joe, man, you know. He's young. No, but they, still, yeah, they, they happen now. Oh, they have, yeah. All it is, you've seen the commercials. It's pop songs now sung by children. <laughs> Gross. Right, so they're like any yeah. pop song that's been yeah. like a Bruno Mars song, right? Yeah. It's sung by a twelve-year-old kid. But yeah, they don't have mass. Yes, they do. Yes, and they're sold they to children. But yeah. I always they had they had that. It was like the Time Life commercials with yes. the albums yes. and the show the titles yes. scrolling up. Right. Like you'll get these favorites. Yes, that would be. And, and I always wanted but to all be children singing adult songs. Gross. I always wanted to be a mini pop, and my brother's like, "You'll never be a mini pop." Like he, like pink. Like, There's never. a pink one. You know the song Whiskey Dick. Oh yeah, they actually do that with the kids singing. Do they say Whiskey Dick? I don't know what they say, but that's. They probably thing. say whiskey carrot or something like that. I know. Oh, Actually, right. I remember one that was like or that. whiskey smile. It was that yeah. song called "Smack That." Yes, and they changed it to "Snack Time." Yes. And all the kids are like "Snack Time" all on the floor. <laughs> snack Time, give me some more. I prefer "Snack Time." You yeah. Know, my favorite one of that is like. But let me finish my, my okay. thing, mini pop story. Like the mini, we had this like Fisher Price record player. So my brother and I would sit and like uh, he always crashed my dreams. Like I wanted to be one of the singers for. Astro Boy theme and he said girls couldn't do it and then I wanted to, I said I want to be a mini pop stanter and he's like no you would never make it and I remember <laughs> that like we would be listening to the mini pops and Karma Chameleon was my favorite mini pop song I thought sure. they wrote it produced well, it everything it's great. and it's I got in it. my brother would always dance and he would be like you cannot dance with me to this he wouldn't even allow me to get up and dance he's like this is my song to dance to you get to dance the second one <laughs> and then we would fight over who got to dance to Karma Chameleon did you live wow. in an outhouse? How much wow. floor space was I there? Just think why could a only up family? Why could only one of you dance? Because like, my brother, one controller. My brother has a lot of <laughs> misogyny issues. He's not gonna admit it, but he's always like, females shouldn't play hockey, and you should raise and children, dance. and n- girls shouldn't dance when <laughs> boys are dancing. Did your, did your brother watch Footloose too much or something? No, what are you talking about? <laughs> You're not allowed to dance. <laughs> he used to just John Lithgow just called. You're he, not allowed to dance. He used Shut to it just down. Never, I think it, it wasn't. Sometimes it wasn't even just because I was a girl. It was because I was. His sister and I wasn't allowed. He just was like, you'll have a turn and then I'll have a turn and you'll shut the fuck up or was something. It, but your brother wasn't like, girls shouldn't clean. You just sit on the couch and watch me vacuum. No. Okay. Then I dance. Right. Let me put on this lacy apron. But I remember, Tell me I look pretty. I used to have to sit and watch my brother. Watch me suck off this guy. Girls I, shouldn't get blowjobs. I used to have to sit and watch my brother dance to Karma Chameleon. Was he a good dancer? I, I he must have been. I mean, <laughs> McGee's a great dancer. Did he tumble for you? Tumble for him? <laughs> exactly. Forget it, Kathleen. Never mind. <laughs> but, like, he, he, does he dance now? <laughs> no. I think now? I should just make some YouTube videos called My Brother Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just have my big ass brother. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or you All should right. actually reenact moments from your childhood, but now you are as you're adults. As adults. Oh yeah. my God, that's brilliant. We're yeah. doing that. Okay, but yeah. you got to get your brother to be anyone. like, don't you. Dancing is for boys. (laughs) And then you you should get kids to play your parents that try to separate you. (laughs) Now, if you two don't stop it, you dance with your sister. That's what you should happen. Let him have a turn alone. He wants to dance alone. Let your brother dance. My mother at my sister's 16th birthday put me, I was 12, put me in a dress and made me dance with my sister's boyfriends. Well, that makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. And did yeah, your boyfriend? You're looking at me weird. I'm not lying. I had to slow dance with a boy 
Takarma Chameleon. Well, were the boys? Did the boys want to dance? Well, he didn't want to dance with me. Did he try to feel? Was probably drunk and thought it was hilarious. <laughs> or just was she trying to just be nice to your sister? Well, there wasn't or was girls. she just was trying to get you girls. laid? I'm going to get my son laid. <laughs> why wasn't my brother telling me I couldn't dance? Because I didn't have one. That's why. Uh, all right. Well, we are out of time. But if people want to get a hold of Ivan Decker, what's the best way? Is there a Twitter? Or uh, Twitter is just my name, I-V-A-N-D-E-C-K-E-R. Okay. Uh, also, my website, IvanDecker.com, Facebook. And, uh, you know, send if you me want a people message, to... maybe I'll give you your phone number. And okay. also, he has a part-time job at Max. I'm just kidding. It's just it's a very nice outfit. I just don't know. Thank you. This is all I brought. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, Ivan. Cheers. Thank you very thanks much. Thanks a lot. Yeah. All right. That was the interview that we did with uh, Ivan Decker. Uh, we had uh, Charles Demers on any, uh, earlier in the uh, second segment. Uh, but, um, yeah, that was a fun uh, a fun chat that we had from the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. We have a shitload of other interviews that we're going to be getting to Yeah, they'll be coming soon. up, yep, for and, sure. And uh, then we're going to start bringing... We, I like it when we have a, a pre-recorded interview and then we do have a real guest. So we're still yeah. going to start bringing real guests back into the studio Coming back from the fest. Actually, uh, next week, we're hoping to have the Headstones uh, on the show. Uh, they have an album release on May 10th, I believe. So uh, they have a brand new album out that they're putting out themselves, and you can get it on the Internet. So the Headstones, if you don't know who they are, uh, they are the band that we have a, a song called Smile and Wave that's been on almost every single week of the show. It's, a, it's on every episode. Every episode. Every, every episode every single closes, episode closes with Smile, the show, and, wave, smile yeah. and Wave. And uh, they're a great rock, uh, kind of rock and roll punk band out of Toronto, and uh, they've released their first album in many years. So uh, check them out. At the uh, theheadstones.com or headstonesband.com, I think it is. And uh, yeah, until next week. That's, uh, that's... Uh, what uh, what what were Charles Demers? Uh, uh, we're plugging his show coming up at the Comedy Bar on June seventh. Yes, and then uh, Ivan Decker, who you just heard, uh, will be at May tenth at will be at the Comedy Bar and May thirteenth at the Rivoli, which is uh, the Alt Dot Comedy Lounge at the Rivoli every Monday night. And this will be an interesting experiment because if you are listening to this show either at the nine a.m. Uh, airing of yes. it or the nine p.m. Air- airing of it, uh, I will be at Spirits Bar and Grill this very evening. The twenty year sh- uh, show that's been hosted by Joanna Downey. Yes. I'm going to be there uh, this evening. So if uh, come up to me if you hear this and you see this and uh, <laughs> you can either buy me a drink or uh, you can buy someone else a drink or yeah. uh, have an awkward hug. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, I think that's it for this week. So possibly the we'll figure out the headstones for next week. Yes. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I don't know what what other what other craziness we'll figure out all all that other I, you know what I've got I've got week. a couple of weeks off I'm looking forward to it I don't have any real kind of dates uh, right now and the summer with my kids and uh, that's it there will be uh, some dates on the east coast in July that I'll talk more about and uh, you can always find me at comedyhorror.com uh, and I'll be uh, showing up uh, I think I'm in Ajax in a couple of weeks at the club, at the club there okay uh, you can uh, find me and man uh, yeah, maybe the Leafs will still be in the playoffs anymore I think the city is way too supportive. Of the uh, Maple Leafs, they could yeah, fucking fuck sh- hockey. They could shit in a bucket, and we'd fucking be fuck uh, dancing. Hockey. I know you say Bunch fuck hockey. Bags. All right, that's just because you can't play and never did. That's right. Okay, I'm sure. Yeah, if you, that's if why, you, Dave. I, no, I'm Man, sure. You <clears throat> right into my soul and saw that. Didn't well, you? no, I'm sure if you you if you could play, and I you still wouldn't play. Throw, yes, you would. No, if you could throw a puck around and get a couple of first of all, well, you don't throw puck a puck bunnies. around. You hit a puck around. Okay, I well, know what you know. You, you know more than me. You get to pick up the puck and throw it around, do you? Canada's one true official game, lacrosse. That's what I know. <laughs> you still can't pick it up with your hands, can you, in lacrosse? Uh, no, but you can right. chuck it around. Yeah, okay, true. You can throw it around with your stick, your yeah. little net stick thing. Yeah. Just do that. Sure. You'd love hockey if you could play. No. Yes, you would. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, you would. No. You would. You totally would. Okay. All right. See, See you later next week. My fucking headphones are cutting out.
or I, or I just want them to, so I don't have to hear you anymore. Okay, goodbye, everybody. That's it for this week. Anything Goes wants to thank Victoria for producing the show and George Westerholm for the music used. Follow the hosts on Twitter at Comedy Whore, at Dave Martin World. Download new episodes every week on iTunes by typing Anything Goes on XM. Join the Facebook group and follow the show on Twitter at Anything Goes Hot. Anything Goes helps you laugh, cry, and learn something. Come back next week. And until then, take it easy. <laughs>